Do you know what your partner's up to when you're away and they're all alone? No, what? They're listening to the Screw Podcast, of course. What's that? Mm, sit back, relax, and listen. You're all gasmatics. You're all gasmatics. Sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on the jeans. And you're all gasmatics. Thanks for tuning into the Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and her trusty slutty sidekick. Hey, love. What's up? You usually say your name, but this time I just did it for you. So I know. I was feeling excited. And I just said, what's up? I felt like a Martin or something. What's up? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we always age ourselves so quickly on these Oh, episodes. you know, I had never watched Martin when it was on, but I've been watching it recently. It's classic. It's pretty classic. It's very, it's very cute. Makes me laugh. So we are continuing our conversation this week with a a deeper, deeper a deeper dive. So each month we discuss a topic and each week we have a certain breakdown of discussion within that topic. And the third week of the month, we typically uh, do a deeper dive into the topic and figure out things that we maybe want to know, didn't know, just more of a, you know, and, and not the surface level stuff, if you will. So this week we're doing a deeper dive into the personal side of sex work. I don't know why I felt like I needed to eat the microphone for that, but you're welcome. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. Did you see um, that uh, AOC did an ASMR uh, recently on Instagram? I did not. That's great. <laughs> she did it to explain socialism. It was pretty Oh, funny. fuck. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'll have to check yeah, that out. That's so like, funny. Ooh, socialism, a- ASMR version. Not that I know what it is. ASMR, ASMR. Uh, quick reminder, your local elections may be coming up. Please vote. Um, back to the topic at hand. So a deeper, <laughs> a deeper dive into the personal side. So what def- what the fuck does that mean? Um, we want to learn as much about this as possible. However, we can't forget that we both have experience in this topic. And right. sometimes interviewing people gives us some knowledge. And so we are going to have a guest on next week. But in the interim... Who better to ask than ourselves? (laughs) Well, you know, and and I thought about this in terms of a lot of the stuff that we looked up where like, you know, when we're talking about the age of people earning money off of digital sex work, there's a lot of people that are like doing it amateurly these days. Sure. The advent of many bands and OnlyFans, these aren't just like porn site modeling gigs or back pages gigs anymore. (laughs) This is like has a whole new kind of economy and energy to it. And since, you know, we've both done some some activity and work in these areas, I thought, why not we, like, kind of offer our insight rather than the insight of, you know, like, because there was a lot of, this is this person's insight. A lot of the articles were interviews with specific people that, like, had done it and were offering this kind of tips on how to, like, manage it and handle it. So I thought okay, you know, that's good advice. There's a lot of good stuff we discovered there. But, like, what do we think the, like, real, like, not sitting in an interview trying to be politically correct for somebody, like, what what is the fucking personal side? What kind of, like, toll does it take on your other sexual intimacies that you're having? You know, what, like, can a, can a hoe live off of this money? Sure. <laughs> you know? And I think it's important to point out that you know, everybody has a different perspective, a different reason why, a different reason to stay, a different everything. And it's 
sometimes nice to remember that, you know, we are doing some of the things we're talking about on these podcasts. So it's like, we have the experience, we may as well just be open and candid about it. And what better way than to people that we run our own podcast, we'll say whatever the fuck we want, right? So, um, well, and I figured, you know, I don't know why I feel like I have to explain why we're uh, interviewing each other, but (laughs) it feels feels silly, obviously, but But I, I think in this case, it's like, you know, right off the bat, I don't give a fuck about the moralizing aspect of it. Like, you sure. know, most of what you read is like all the the taboo nature of it, the controversial aspects of it, the judgy aspects. I'm talking about once you're certain you don't give a fuck or have a problem with that side of it. You right. know, like sure. we're, we're not here citing religious or immoral like complaints about <laughs> what we've what we've done or like you know what other people do around yeah us. But, like, i mean more sex of, work like, is work period but we're right. also there's a level of honesty that not a lot of people like to bring i feel like a lot of times sex workers glamorize the job online specific is what i'm trying to say but you know i, I know a lot of i've seen a lot of interviews where there is some glamorization to it. I even watched some OnlyFans thing. And yeah, they show the 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 hard sides of stuff. But there's just like this level of like, I was watching it and I was like, this is so, I don't know. Like, where's like, the where's the girl like grunting on the floor? Because <laughs> she just got asked to take like six fucking objects up her ass for like three bucks. And she's going to do it because right. she's fucking desperate for that. I don't know. Like, I didn't watch the whole thing. So maybe they did show that side. I don't fucking know. But <laughs> I think a lot of it falls under the idea of either like shame management or like res- like respectabilityizing. I know that's not a word. But like <laughs> bringing, and it, it, it's kind of like, I mean, uh, I was just on Tranos and the lived experience. Check out that latest episode with me, by the way, if you haven't. Um, and like we were talking about like how there are certain things the community doesn't talk about within the queer community, and like it's like we we don't talk about the House of Card guy, Cards guys because we don't want people to associate the idea that non-consent is something that the queer community like has an issue with. Because then it would like let people vilify us on a certain way. And I feel there must be a similar kind of dynamic happening in the world of sex work. Like we don't want to admit the shitty aspects of it because we don't want people to say, see, I told you so. I told you. And why do you do it? And can you question and get all personal and up in your business? Because as if it's anybody's business to begin with and all that. But no, it's, it's totally true. There's levels to all of this stuff. And I think that we just are scratching the surface of getting more people to realize, quote unquote, sex work is work, right? And that's right. like the, the bare minimum we can ask, right? Can you please not disrespect the the name of sex workers? Can you please not make <laughs> jokes out of us? Maybe don't right. murder sex workers that work on the street, things like that. So the fact of the matter is, the you know, it is becoming more normalized because more people have an OnlyFans and more people are making money on the side, even if they're just modeling and whatever the fuck they're doing on there but at the end of the day the conversation needs to go far deeper than sex work is work yeah and it's a tough fucking job and for the few people that make those exorbitant amounts of money that then flashing around or are bragging about how great their job is and all this stuff first of all most of us are never going to see that kind of money ever in our Mm -hmm. fucking lives it's just not going to happen 
very right. few sex workers make that you know make their little break but it but it list <laughs> especially when you're only working for yourself so to say right. oh look at how much money i made working for myself nine times out of ten one of those people got super super famous off of like TikTok or something like that and then there was like a transfer of fans and or there's there's a you know a certain look or they just they snag the algorithm at the right time whatever but those are few and far between most stories we're looking at even if people have a lot of following that doesn't always translate into numbers and we you know I know what it looks like to be consistently in higher than the top five percent in the company and I know how much I take home and I don't right. take home that much so if right. I'm if I'm pulling in the top five percent, and that's the 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 worst I've ever done is top five percent. I'm saying I'm under top five consistently. Right. I've been at one point eight percent, and even that number, good not good money, but definitely right. not right. what we're seeing being glamorized. Sure. So just that alone, I I really just want to be weary of how much you want to say like yeah sex work is awesome like yeah we don't want people to talk shit about it i understand that that's a huge portion right. of this but it's not enough to just say sex work is real work and i can control my hours blah blah yeah okay that's a few positives but what about all of the fucking negatives that come with sex work right yeah and i mean like look this isn't a comparative it's like a behind the scenes like the reality is all jobs have shitty aspects to them have things that we don't like that affect us emotionally that we take home with us at the end right. of the day. So let's be fucking um, honest about it, right? Exactly. You know, when you're talking work-life balance, it doesn't matter what the job is. Right. I think that's a little We're bit of, We like, have to, like you said, we have to stop being afraid to admit that it's, it's a tough job on top of just wanting respect for it being a job. And I get that. We want, we want the respect of the fact that we're our own average, you know, our own marketing team, we're our own uh, salespeople, we're our own right. videographers, editors, you know, yeah. online, social, me online social media, ones. you know, all of that. Like we, we are content yeah. creators, not even just in the porn that we make, we have to content create, outside of it just to get eyes on our stuff we're you know storytellers we come up with fucking stories on the fly we're mm -hmm. actors we're all of the above right, right. and and i yeah. know that we want respect and we want people to see that but we're also people in customer fucking service and that job sucks <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if you're a fucking telemarketer. Yeah. I don't care if you bag groceries. I don't care if you park cars. I don't care if you answer phones. I don't care if you work at the front of a fucking, you know, you're a hostess. It doesn't matter. You're in customer service yeah. and everybody knows that dealing with the public fucking sucks. Yes, you always have those five customers a day that make up for the 25 fuckers, right? Or whatever yeah. it is, but you still have right. the 25 fuckers. And let's not pretend like we don't have that in our line of work. We do. Right. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like, like customer service and sales and anything, you don't get to control the outcome of the people you're interacting with, right? right? Like, you can just do the best, like, earn your dough and I think it's kind of like those things that like you know the times where I've, I've participated in this economy one of the things that I find daunting and anxiety provoking <laughs> always is never is never being able to like rely on how like how much you know you work a regular job and like what we're really talking the catch-all term would be income insecurity 
mm-hmm. right? Even if you're on unemployment, you know how much you're getting every week, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's a lot of income insecurity with like, sure, you can start averaging out after you've been doing it for a while and guess about like how much you're doing. But it's not even about that. It's like, you know, for a fact what your bills are every week <laughs> or every month, right? So you are like living with the anxiety that one may not hit that number. Right. And I do find like that is something that unless you're doing like this particular kind of work without too much worry about relying on the income, having an unreliable income source can like stem to a lot of other anxieties and worries in your everyday life. Right. Right. Like right now, for example, we're recording a podcast at, for my time, it's 9.40 p.m. And we were supposed to get on earlier, but we had to push it back because I had to eat literally because I was filming all day, super busy. And I almost canceled because I looked at what I made today and I didn't hit my goal. I have a goal in my head that I have to hit. It's the minimum amount I can make in a day so that I can take home what I need for bills for the following month or for the following, you know, I, I break it up by week, but I know my month overall goal, blah, blah, blah. So I almost had to can't, well, I mean, I should have canceled, right? Like now I'm going to have to stay up an extra two hours to hopefully maybe edit something, release it and make up that time and that money lost. Right. So it's like every single day I am contemplating canceling if I even have plans, which is very rare. I contemplate canceling things like taking care of myself, going to the doctor, you know, shit like that, because I'm looking at my bank account and it's like, well, it doesn't really matter if I can't, you know, doing this thing doesn't matter today because if I don't make this money, I'm not going to be able to pay rent tomorrow kind of thing. So it's like you said, that insecurity then creates, you know, a whirlwind effect. I'm taking care of myself less. I have more anxiety. I have more depression because I'm, I'm nervous that I'm not succeeding when I'm having a bad month, for example. And that's linked right. to body insecurity. And then that's linked to unhealthy habits. And that's linked yeah. to my eating disorder. That's linked to, there's so many different things that happen when you right. don't have steady something and especially income. And especially for somebody like me who like doesn't really do well with like, Oh, I'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> like, like I will. And I know that. Right. And I try to say that, but like nine out of 10 of the days, I'm not saying, oh, I'll figure it out. I'm saying, fuck, fuck. What's my next step? I need a new job. This fucking sucks. What am I going to do? If if a new job Googles me, they're going to find that I do porn. It's not going to work. Blah, 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 blah. Right. That's like my every other day fucking headspace. That's a catch 22, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that's another thing you don't hear people talk about, like, is the kind of like, once you start doing this, like, what are your options? Like, if you ever choose to want to, whether it's, you know, you've been, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be ageist in this. If you can hustle your your images and videos until you're 60, 70 years old, good for you. But like the average, like collect social security age is what, 68? Mm-hmm. So the, most people like in general probably have an exit like strategy from digital sex work uh, before 68. And, you know, if that's not because they didn't make millions of dollars, then what kind of, you know, ability does one have to do, you know, to get into back into a regular workforce if they need to. Right. And a lot of people look at me and say like, well, why don't you just go back to doing what you used to do? And there's so many reasons. There's so many reasons why I still have to remain doing this. Um, Right. But at the same time, like, I'm not 
there's bad, but there's so much good. And everything that I do it for is because I fucking have passion for it. Like I, I continue doing it because I want to continue doing it. The money is Mm. the part that sucks for me the most customers can be shitty, but I have a lot of amazing customers. Right. But I'm not, my point Mm -hmm. was I'm not trying to glamorize that there isn't bad to it and that there isn't, you know, that anxiety of, I don't know how much money I'm going to make. And yet again, I could go back and not work for myself, but I just, after seven years, a gap in a resume that big is really, really hard to account for. Absolutely. Right. So it's like, you know, (laughs) And I'm always telling, because, you know, I have other friends that do this right too, that you need to figure out how, you know, part of your, you know, long-term strategy, especially, not only is it hard to get back into with, like, that gap, it's also hard to get back into as a matter of lifestyle. Right. It's hard to go and work for somebody again. It's hard to be, like, put into, you know, one of these organizations with a cubicle or, like, you know, a desk or a a phone position or whatever, or like having to like answer to some middle management fucker for like accountability purposes, you know, Mm -hmm. either way, like one should be like thinking on the side, what is, what is my strategy? Like, you know, I'm always giving advice on how to bullshit your fucking employment gaps. And everybody, even if it's a bullshit thing, like, Buy yourself a fucking business with a tax ID number and fucking call yourself a consultant and whatever the fuck you want. Or get somebody who owns a business to say, yeah, sure, she worked for me. Like, look, the only thing these people are allowed to do legally is to call somebody and ask you, ask them if you were working for them. Sure. So, bitches, figure out some fucking good friends that you can rely on (laughs) to say... You know, because, like, it's it's not a fake thing, you know, even a regular employment gap, whether it's for sex work or sure, anything, sure. you know, especially these days, like, we all experience it, and you need some way to be able to justify that away, because people want to feel confident that you have a work ethic and all that blah, right. blah, bullshit stuff. Well, right. I mean, I would still say I was working. I would just say I was a contract worker, 1099. I did, you know, contract consulting for digital sales or something because it's what it was. Beautiful. You know, but Beautiful. at the end of the day, that again, they still run your background check often and then they see mm-hmm. where you filed your taxes from. You know, this isn't something you can easily hide if you're if you're talking about a big corporate job. So where I'm qualified to work is either like in a library and nobody's going to hire an ex-porn star to work around kids, you know what I mean? And (laughs) or in a higher up corporate position, because those are my qualifications, honestly. And for me to get a corporate job, they will do a background check. They always do. They will run a credit check and they will do a background check. They will see who's paying me and they will see, you know what I mean? So yeah. As much as at first, like, I was like, oh, this is wonderful, blah, fuck corporate America. It's also like, okay, well, yeah, okay, I can't go. My thing is this. I would much rather be the one texting the guy in the cubicle who's not working and he's sexting with a sex worker than the girl sitting next to him, working next to him, making a lot less money than that person in the cubicle. (laughs) (laughs) Not to say, listen, I, I made so much more money working in a corporate position, but I had to build my way up to that and it took a long time it took years right 
and right. it's it's anyways not to not to shame any yeah. fucking jobs jobs are fucking jobs at the end of the day and that's my whole point of right. this is that you know i could easily yeah yes i could say yes yes i could go back to corporate america where things are definitely and blah 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 but i also have a lot of benefits for not going back and i right. was sexually harassed in corporate america a lot and now i don't even understand like what it would look like for me to know everybody on their phone is like sexting their only fans girl you know it's just like right. i just know well, no. and, like, <laughs> let's, be fucking, let's be fucking real working for corporate america is like an extension of like high school or middle school you are like That's answering uh, co-workers i will say i can't now, do co-workers again i don't think i could these hang. are Forced socialization to earn some other motherfucker money mm -hmm. and that they're going to give you a fraction of the profit of. Now, I definitely don't recommend it for anybody, but, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, this is the world we're in. And even in the gig economy, which, you know, digital sex work definitely falls under, you know, there's a lot of things that don't incentivize it, you know, handling your own taxes, like figuring out how to go on vacations or pay for health insurance or any of this stuff. Like, you know, there's a lot of things, unfortunately, that employment status with major companies still allot you that you don't get in the gig economy. Yeah. You know, you don't get sick time in the gig economy. Sure. If you don't work, you don't get fucking paid. Yeah. I had you my know? I had my tooth extracted two weeks ago and I'm still right. dealing with like the blowback. Still digging out. Of not work yeah, exactly. Of not working uh for I think it was like two and a half days I did minimal work, right? Like I still worked, uh -huh. but I, I couldn't film it whatever. I couldn't film for like a week. And I am still pulling myself out of that fucking hole that I created just because I hadn't planned for it. So I didn't like set aside any money and I ended up kind of screwed. So this month is tight, but like, that's the thing is I, there's just, there's no wiggle room sometimes when you're doing gig economy stuff and it's, it's tough, you know, both jobs right. are tough and you have to decide what's tougher. And as somebody with PMDD and misophonia <laughs> uh, and ADHD and fucking all of the whatever fucking acronyms at the end of the day, like, would I rather struggle to find time alone in my apartment when I live with a bunch of people nah. to film and then, you know, cram it all into one day and blah, 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 or listen to somebody go, <laughs> yeah i mean the the modern day the modern like, day no. world employment world is definitely about lesser evilism right mm -hmm. we shouldn't be faced with like our labor no matter how we choose to exercise it still being shitty you know like sure Agreed. it's it's you know like i mean i'm not saying but like perhaps there is some way that like you know where you're a, a, a sex worker that like, you know, you can register and get some basic uh, income based on this, you know, like, yeah, I always, thought, like you. I, I always thought like a, a thing like OnlyFans, for example, if they gave you like a monthly, like all you have to be is like logged on and, and answering people or all you have to be is doing you or know, posting a minimum of three videos yeah, a posting week. a week or a month or a day or whatever the minimums they could come up with yeah. to kind of say like you brought enough potential traffic even if you didn't make it in sales you uh -huh. tried to exactly. here's even 50 bucks a fucking week dude 
That would, yeah. do you know how much that would mean to so many people just to be, because they're already taking a cut of our shit. Maybe don't take as much instead, right? There's all uh -huh. these ways that we could be getting paid a little bit more. And, you know, it's why it's, if you have the ability to like have your own website and pay site and all that shit, it's, you know, yeah. try to do that. So listen up all you movers and shakers out there. Like y'all fucking buying buying this content why don't you come up with a way that fucking people can feed themselves on a regular basis and still make you that content tip more um <laughs> so like you know i mean i think you know so the economics is one but let's be real like again as part of this whole kind of like don't talk about it let's talk about the actual logistics bifurcating your sexual energy, you know, to paying clients versus having it for your personal and, and intimate self. Like, you know, there are times where I thought, you know, and people always tell you this, oh, especially if you're a guy, like guys have no problem separating the emotional from the physical. Okay, fine. But and why do all my customers <laughs> fall in love with me? The fuck? <laughs> well, and I mean, I don't actually think that's true. I think even if you're having a lot of sexual encounters with people, it's definitely taking a toll on you. And like, let's be real energy and the physical and kind of like neuro pathway energy it takes to be sexual or present sexual or to be involved in like sexual conversation, all of these things do have emotional impact. It may not necessarily be bad or good, but the impact is there. It's something that everybody probably wrestles on one level or another to balance, you know, how do I take off, you know, because like people come home from their regular jobs and we can talk about them for fucking hours all the time. Like so-and-so at work did this and da -da 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 did this. Like I've been there, I get it. But when you're talking things like this, it's like, yeah. how do you unload? So your partner or whoever like, oh yeah. So, you know, I spread my pussy for two hours and they only gave me a $5 tip. Yeah. You know, like it, even with the most open-minded like partners and friends, like, you know, there's-, there's Most people don't want to wanna hear what I, yeah. All of my, my woes right. or whatever. Like some of it is, is like, oh, this happened and people give me a little empathy, but for the most part, it's hard to it's hard to sympathize with it because it's like, well, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, right. I, I totally get. And that, it's yeah. not the most relatable stuff, especially you know, like I understand now why a lot of porn stars end up dating, and a lot of like people who are escorts end up like dating each other. That like, you know, you need to at least be with somebody that understands the economy of what you're doing emotionally, physically. That like. You know, while one will work to kind of, you know, make make sure that they have time and energy devoted to their partner, that it may not be like always the easiest thing. Like you may sometimes have to have those conversations that say, hey, like I would love to do X, Y and Z with you tonight, but I don't have the availability for that right now. Right. Like it is, you know, what, what would you say is the most exhausting part of it in your experience? Just the whole experience think, in general, like which one is the most exhausting I, thing? I, I think that if you're doing it and you're doing it right, most people to pay you well, at least as somebody using my penis and these things, like they want a money shot, literally why it's called the money shot. And that like, 
the actual physical energy of like orgasming is tolling, right? You know, like I think, <laughs> you know, while you can certainly negotiate down, like, you know, and do things that don't require like you to have an orgasm on film or like in any kind of setting, like, you know, that it's still, it's still physically draining. And in order to like, you know, pull it off to some degree, like you do have to like get into a sexual zone, even if it's not a romantic sexual zone, you know? Do you know what I just realized right now? What? And I know that this is not all people with penises because I know some people with penises can come (laughs) over and over and over again and don't have very large refractory periods. But most, I don't want to say most, but I'm I'm going to assume based on experience alone, a huge swath of sex workers online, I'm specifically talking online, are not able to create as much content, orgasm specific, let's say. I mean, if they put stuff in their butt, that's probably very, you know, they probably have more range when it comes to that. But... (laughs) um you know or sucking i know there's like feet and sucking and stuff like that but just let's like you said the money shot a lot of people are paying for that say let's i don't know i'm just gonna make a number seven out of ten people are looking for some kind of orgasm in the situation right how much content can the average person with a penis actually create in a day I can make way well, more content than you. And I know you can come soon after coming. <laughs> but I still there is still a there's a there's a limit to that, right? Like there's at least Yeah. Well, right. And so like, like say, I was kind of say your most in a day is 15 orgasms as a person with a penis. Let's just say. That's a right. lot, mind you. I would say that's probably on the higher end, but let's say 15. That's how much uh-huh. I can orgasm in 25 minutes. Well, and, and to be real, <gasps> you cannot, you like a lot of females can just fake that orgasm and like oh, you're not touche. expecting, you're not expecting. Oh, see, I don't even, see. I love how I didn't even consider that because I would never, right. I would yes. never. I think I had right. once on a live one time years and years ago because I literally was just like, oh my God. I'm so dehydrated right now. I need water. So, and it's all I could think about. So I was like, Bleh. and then I like left. It was just like one time. Like I, I could never in content. I right. never have. Yeah. So, and, I mean, I think that's, that's the thing. It's like being able to show that like physical example, but you know, like I was thinking more generalized, right? Because yeah, there's a lot of things, you know, and obviously male models and people who do this do figure out how to like, uh, hustle a decent amount of money but it's more on the emotional impact it's just being naked and being sexual there's a limit yeah. to like of course. how how much of it and like and if you're doing that for however many hours a week you know hustling digital sex work then what does that leave left over you for those categories like I mean, I find that a hard balance because, like, right. I, you know, historically I've had a lot of, like, good fuck buddies that I want to fuck, but I've also, like, do that work. And, like, you know, I don't want to make clients my fuck buddies. Sure. It crosses that line that doesn't even allow me for, you know, my own autonomy over the experience, sure. you know, in my personal life. So I think, you know, you are, I, I definitely always find it a struggle to figure out where that balance is. I feel like it's like, you know, 
a couple of fuck buddies fine you know like when you're in the mood you figure it out and 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 whatever but like you know long-term partners or if you meet somebody in your personal life that you like like i definitely find it really a hard balance you know where it's like well i met somebody and i much rather be doing this with them than doing this you know with that but i need the money so then you're like you're doing both and trying to figure out okay like you know it's basically not requiring you to be on but requiring you to be in a very similar situation and like being able to like say okay physically emotionally or just like situationally like i i'm available for other people you know like right yeah you need to be able to give yourself personal time and space away from the job and you know, put it down once in a while, which I don't do often myself. So like, I'm not good at listening to my own instructions, but I find that it's very important to be able to like walk away for a bit, including for like personal time, whether it's, you know, you give yourself every day, a few hours, yeah. a couple days a week, whatever it is, you definitely need time away. Cause it's, it's very taxing if you don't have that. Cause it feels like, it's like, look, I've worked in healthcare for many years too. So it's like, it's almost like being on call to take care of right. somebody with a very specific need. That's exactly so what it is. being there for other people, you know, when I worked in, I mean, you know me for many years. It's like after working 12 hours in the day job, like, you know, being there to help other people and their concerns, their needs, their questions, like it can take a lot to go home and like have a partner or other dependents or anybody that you support or that you're involved with whether it's your family or whatever have the time for like whatever they need from you <laughs> you know right. it's like uh i've been answering questions all week about fucking healthcare, and now you want me to answer your questions about right. healthcare. Okay. it's like having a hairdresser <laughs> for a mom and then when she gets home and you ask her to do your hair for you, you know? <laughs> exactly it's the same shit yeah. it really is so exactly. no, and, and the difference is that like i don't go home from my job my job right. is in my home and that sucks right and that's another suggestion right. i always give is to make sure because i i do believe uh, and i don't follow this because i have a small space but i'm working on it um uh-huh. i do believe that everybody should have a space away from their bedroom to work so if you work in your bedroom yeah. try your hardest to to take some time outside of it to actually like not or like not work on your bed work on like a sofa you know like th- there's something about working on your fucking bed is it's just like like yeah. right now i'm recording on my bed and i filmed on my bed all fucking day and it's just it's not good juju for you i'm telling you i think you. you have to create some of those like personal sacred spaces yeah. you know and, and your like- bed should be one of them for me that also like started being with time i got very good at like <laughs> you know, telling any clients or whatever, like, don't message me after 8 p.m. or don't message me before midnight, you know, like, being able to say, like... It's so tempting. Like, I could not open my website, right? Like, I cannot open my browser. But it's so tempting to, be like, catch up on, you know, how am I doing? And then, I, you know, I get these really good marketing ideas on the fly and then I immediately have to put it out. I'm like, oh, this is going to sell. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, $6 voice memos, one to two minutes of me telling you what I would do to you. Give me your name and what you like. Boom, boom, boom. Just sold tw- yeah. 12 of, you know, 12, 20 of it, whatever, in like 30 minutes. Perfect. Turn that off. Don't want to do it anymore. Unsend, you know, whatever. You know, it's like I, well, but- I get addicted to like 
quick sales myself, but it's so stupid. <laughs> it's just like, well, go to sleep, also, Felicia. <laughs> you know? That connects to the first part again. Like, it can become very hard to create boundaries yeah. in this because it is a gig hustle. And right. like, you know, I've certainly like gotten the message for like, will you get create me like a custom video right now? If you do it in the next like 15 minutes, you know, I'll pay a hundred dollars for it. Sure. Right. Right. But I have, it, like, I have make- a customer that uh, if, if I can go live with him within like five minutes of his random ass requests, he pays way more than I would don't right. charge. Right. So it's hard to be like, so again, it's like you're on call, yeah. you know, and I do. Think, and I am. And I, you know, I do it almost every single time I can, but he knows when I say no, I just, it means I can't, I'm busy or whatever. Sure. You know, he right. so that that's like, that's a, a boundary sure. in of itself. And that's what I mean. I think the only way to kind of maintenance some of what we're talking about is, is to create boundaries that a lot, you know, for some of that while realizing, you know, sometimes it's a bad week and you can't afford that. And like, so having a boundary this week may not be the smartest thing, you know, or not, not the smartest thing. I, I do think it's the smartest thing across the board, but it may not be a possible thing, <laughs> you know? So it, it's kind of like, that is what one is always weighing. Like, oh, can I afford not to do this for like four hours today, you know, or can I afford right. not to answer that message, right. you know? when I, That's how when half I, my day is spent basically like, can I put yeah. down my phone? No. All right. Pick it back up. You know, so. you know, in the past, like with the canning stuff, you know, like I found, you know, it's always been like, you have to be on there for a long time. You have to like, incur- I'm talking about like campsites, like, you know, like the outside of today's modern, you know, personal camming, many bit style and whatever platforms. But like when you are like trying to get multiple people to come view your cam and like, you're trying to like, you know, like spread out the amount of time so you can get as much and then you decide what is enough before you do the money shot that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> like, okay, I had 50 people, you know, tip me and I've been at this for like two hours. If I rub my dick one more time, it's going to fucking Oh, see, so it's, 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 it's easy now. You can just put like your tip goal and tell them what you're right. going to do for that. Well, I mean, you probably could then too, but like that, yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, now, nowadays, like I used to just like go, sometimes I literally just go live when I'm horny and want to be watched because that's one of my things. So like for oh, the record, cool. like my job isn't just because I found this is this is a job I could do. Like there's plenty of shit I could do, but oh, yeah, I've always yeah. wanted to do porn. So I was like, while I'm laid yeah. off from my corporate America job, let me dabble, well, you know? You're good, you're good at it, and you are creative at it. And, Thank like, you. I think all those, those things are, are important parts of, of the, the whole fucking process, really. I think being real about this lets people kind of, right. you know, expectations that, like, you know, and this, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of this vice is transferable to any kind of job. Like, I'm talking about the woes of the worker and like you know i think you're going to be more successful if you uh, decided to do it or don't have any choice but to do it either way you're going to be more successful if you understand the realness of it what what's it about how much energy and effort the kind of conversations you will need to have with partner i mean the times where i've been doing it full time i've always told the partners right away like 
I do this. If this is a problem, we're not going to be able to go. I don't, you know, like the conversation is that I don't plan on doing this forever. <laughs> but for right now, this is what's paying the bills. This is what's buying the fucking bags of weed. And this is, this is what it is, you know? Um, but, you know, even in that, like, you know, you have to be able to like exert and understand those boundaries and explain them to people. Right. Like, well, it's just, know. it's good to basically understand from the get go that, you know, there's a direct correlation between how much time you put into it and how much it pays off, unless you already have a really solid following online already that would be potentially interested in seeing you get naked, right? Like, it's, right. It, 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 unfortunately, there's really no way around it. It's almost like saying, like, you know, you can be a millionaire easier if you have rich parents. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you have the foundation of people already chomping at the bit to see you naked, once you drop that right. OnlyFans, you're going to make some fucking good money. Now, does the money right. stay consistent? Again, depends probably how famous you are, but also how much you work. If you're not working, people will unsubscribe and those followers will leave. You know, it's like, right. you can't just like make an OnlyFans and then expect people to just go back to the three photos you posted two months ago and right. then they're satisfied. Yeah. No, the money's going to go up and down, you know, of course. And if you decide that you don't want to work more than 40 hours a week, then this kind of job might not be the one for you unless you're already mm -hmm. famous in some capacity. So like, you know, I'll say if I wanted to go back to corporate America, I'd be working a steady four hour, 40 hours a week. And I know that. Right. Yeah. Until I do something and different. probably with a probably with a schedule and times that you're expected to clock. Right. And, and like out. I have a decent schedule, I will say. Like, depending on what's going on in my life, I usually have a pretty standard schedule on you know certain weeks at least, which is good. Yeah. You know, I, it's like nine to four, I'm filming, and then four like four thirty to blah, I'm doing this, and then this. So like I try to stick to a schedule, which helps me for my personal stuff. But sure when life gets in the way of that it fucking sucks so it's it's one of those things where it's just like if you like consistency and you don't you know i don't know there and and again we're only taking into i'm only answering based on why i am a sex right. worker and why i have to stay a sex worker according to me and all of that so like obviously my experience is going to be different aaron's experience is going to be different so we're not speaking on behalf of any other sex workers this is just our experiences for the record oh hell yeah yeah and i mean i think yeah obviously that's important because you know there's a lot of different opinions about this stuff and like you know i've seen a lot of you know as i get older blah 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 um a lot of different ways people approach that i've met a lot of younger sex workers and whatnot who are really excited about sharing their videos and get definitely their own kind of like payoff from being told, you know, you're hot or this or that, you know, mm -hmm. and like, and you know, maybe just because of my experience in general, like, I definitely was very good about not getting my self esteem out of out of the job, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Like, it it's it's that's a slippery slope. It doesn't mean that I was never excited. Sure about being told those things or that it didn't turn me on. And I think that's something that we always all feel taboo about saying, oh, did you have a client that turned you on? Of course, definitely. Definitely have had clients that have turned me on. Um, they don't need to know that. Sure. 
you know, unless I've like decided, you know, I want to pursue something with them. Or, or it, if you want to break the fourth wall, and that's up to you <laughs> and at your discretion, right. of course. Yeah, exactly. I'm old enough to know if somebody is preying on me or mm-hmm. not old enough, experienced enough. Let me use that word instead. My filter for bullshit is pretty good after many years. But like, I, you know, I also have definitely found moments like where it's hot. And, you know, sometimes like the ones that know exactly what they want are the hottest. And it's the easiest to do on some level, too. Like, I don't. I don't have to be creative for you. You're being creative for both of us. Great. <laughs> right. And if they if they do it really well, it might be then something that I find hot to do. You know? Sure. But I do I do think that is another side of the emotional thing that we have to balance. People derive a lot of confidence, a lot of self-esteem, and like definitely, you know, you have to be careful about how much you're looking at your body. And you know, there's a whole bunch of things that a lot of us can't change, not without severe like plastic surgery dollars, but like my dick is not gonna get bigger no matter how you, much you wish it is <laughs> or want it to be. Like <laughs> my dick is the size that it is. So if you are not digging the size of it, then you don't need to be my client. You know, I'm not going to worry about how big my chair. And on the other side of that, it's okay to also trust and believe that whatever you find as a flaw in yourself or on your body or whatever, you know, um, is absolutely something that is going to turn somebody on out there. So, like, that's the other thing that I've learned while doing this. So, I definitely don't get my self esteem from the job that I do at all. Like, I could pay, I could paste, yeah, I could post an Instagram photo and get. 600 likes and i would just be like yeah it's because my tits look big whatever you know i roll like cool great it's i'm glad that the algorithm is picking me up but i don't care about anything else right none of the i'll say this sometimes like i'll get a genuine compliment from somebody that like hits like a chord and i'm like oh wow that you know like Um, whatever but for the most part like i'm getting my confidence for myself right we know that that's based in in how we see ourselves and all of that but what's cool is that over time i've learned that like all of the insecurities that i have i actually if comfortable enough can probably profit off of (laughs) and i i don't mean listen no hold on i don't mean that in any kind of like grimy way i mean it like this so like i do not want for example a fully nude full frontal video of me out on the internet i don't want that i don't want it yeah i don't want people circulating it i don't want people seeing it okay uh but i also know that i have at least maybe 20 customers that like my body in the bigger size that it is right now for the record why Uh that's a big deal is because i don't do full frontal nudity nudity ever at any size never have and i also do not get naked with partners usually typically there's been a few a couple times but that's it so just to go back to my point it's a huge deal for me and why it's and because it's a huge deal i can now offer it to people that actually want to see it at a premium price and I'm going to weed out the curious, quote unquote, people that might be looking at it to maybe, you know, make fun of me, Sorry. whatever, make me feel bad about it. And instead, the people that understand how big of a fucking deal it is for me, but are into my body at a bigger size, will pay the fucking price. So I've been able to profit yeah. off of the things that I am so insecure about that I don't want the general public to have their hands on sure. because I'm able to allow 
a small group of people willing to spend the money in on this little secret of mine, which is that I have crazy huge stretch marks running down my front side. And I have a fucking loose skin belly that hangs over my fupa. And that is something that I do not show you in most of my videos. Now, now that I'm as big as I am, uh, you can see it, you know, you're not usually not stupid. Most people could tell that I have, you know, these flaws here and there, but I never showed them off in this overt way. And all I can say is that this job has allowed me a place to show that off, feel a little bit better about it because there are people that want to see it, right? It's like, oh, okay. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be so goddamn afraid, right? And also make some money off of it too. So it's like this interesting, weird thing that like, yes, I don't think that you should directly connect your confidence to your work. However, there are these little small side benefits of it. Like over time, you might get more comfortable showing off your butthole. Sure. Maybe before you were yeah, yeah. you were nervous about the way your butthole looked because you have less yeah. lines in it, right? That's a big step. Yeah. I don't know why, but color and line is, is a big <laughs> fear for a lot of people out there. A lot of people yeah. are nervous that their asshole looks quote unquote blown out. Listen, that could be for so many fucking reasons and it's nobody's right. business. Your butthole yeah. is beautiful the way it is. Whoever you are out there, show it off. Because right. I guarantee you, and if you know what, if you're uncomfortable with it, make it a proprietary item. And then it's right. like only people, and, and you just say it. I, I put a dis- disclaimer showing my stretch marks and loose skin. So if you're not into flappy belly, don't buy this $55 fucking video, right? And if you want right. to see my shit bounce around, here you go. Enjoy it. Because I know nobody's going to spend $55 on a fucking 10-minute video unless they want to see the goddamn content, right? Right. So it's like well, a give think, and take, you know? I think at some point, like... The reality is, is like, eventually, you know, you get through all of, I don't want to say your insecurities, because you can still be doing these things and still have insecurities around them. But like, I think, you know, there's a lot of things one can tackle in like their digital sex work job, getting comfortable with like aspects of their body that they either never thought about Mm -hmm. before or, or were not like personally into before so i think it's a, a wide range of kind of things that like you know you're able to confront and deal with sure. like on the yeah there's, level, you there's know? some therapy in there i won't lie like the other yeah. day i got requested to make a workout video like a i, I wasn't going to actually work out in it but like a, a that was the plot was that a personal trainer right. is hitting on me and i'm sitting there like showing off my chubby body and i'm like okay yeah this is this is what they're asking for it's okay you know so there's this level of like therapy that goes along with some of it it's but again you can't put all your eggs in any basket so you can't put your confidence in all one basket and because you know what if you have a bad week then all of a sudden it's tied in and now you feel shitty about yourself just because you didn't make a lot of money that week come on that's nonsense yeah yeah, we know in every economy there's an ebb and flow of cash, and that's it. There's a reason why you didn't make that much money that week, and it has nothing to do with how you look, you know? Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I think these are some honest things, you know? Like, honestly, people could complain about customers forever in every aspect, but I think yeah. as far as, like, the personal toll, like, you want to, like, you know, at least from what, like, we've said, and I, and I do know a lot of people, like, income insecurity, like dealing with these like very tough emotional questions 
you know, um, that there's good and bad to it on the emotional side. Yeah. You know, like when you're I depressed, think- you don't want to be asked, like, how many dicks do you like to suck in a row? I'm like, Ew. <laughs> I don't want to fuck any dick right now. I'm sad, you know. Right, right. I'm sad. I'm stressed out. I'm dealing with something. Absolutely. Right. You know, so, you know, just this isn't, you know, this is just meant to be us being real about, like, what some of the questions that come up that aren't, you know, just the everyday stuff about oh, people judge me, whatever. But I think, like, you know, if you know these things, and who knows if it'll help you go into it, I'm not trying to convince you either way, but like, just saying, like, you know, in the deeper dive aspect, you know, we can read all these things, we can talk about what people do, the different methods, the different areas, but really, like, you need to hear more about, like, well, what what's it actually like? And and I and I think that that we've done some justice to here today. Not absolutely. One last thing I do want to add is that there is a level mm. of violence to it, mm. and there always will be. Mm. Um, I don't know how to. I don't want to say there always will be. That's bad. We should move toward the goal. Should be to get away from that. But between the way people will treat you, talk to you, there's violence sure. there. Sure. what people want to be able to sexualize about you some often there's violence there but the, another yeah. and you have to guard yourself properly and just put down boundaries but another piece of it is there are going to always be people and not every person experiences this but there's always going to be people that will try to find you in public try to cross a, a, a physical boundary try to come see you at a convention right. try to meet you somewhere try to you know cross a physical boundary and or you know there's stalkers in this industry there's a lot of people that have a failed ability to understand personal cues and you know what the dynamic sure. what the true dynamic is between sex worker and client and because of that there is a level of safety that you have to be aware of um you know i have customers often that find out that you know say i'm in a relationship and then they uh unsubscribe immediately because they ask if they want if i want to hang out first of all you're not supposed to ask anybody that on any of these apps you can get me kicked off asshole um and if you right. if you know me enough then message me on another fucking app you know what i mean like if, if say we've met right. in person and you're like oh are you gonna be at the show blah 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 something like that it's innocent enough right. But anyways, I often have customers that as soon as they find out whatever it is, they're or the, or simply that I won't date them, right? They unsubscribe, right. they try to do whatever. And it's just like, it's scary because sometimes you're not sure when you're going to end up on the other end of one of these TV shows that are like, you know, obsessed, obsession, dark series where a girl's like, yeah, I talked to some guy one time on MySpace and then five years later he came over and fucking shot me because I'm going to date him. You know, it's like, so let let me ask you point blank then in all honesty without caveats Mm. would you recommend this work then no (laughs) (laughs) okay no that's i mean but that's real i think i think working for yourself is beautiful do i think this Uh is the career to work for yourself if it's if it's the only thing you can go for it but other than that no i I do not suggest it suggest it as a career absolutely not no yeah I, I do think that it requires, I think the main difference is it requires, like, you don't have to go to work and, like, show your naked body to people or necessarily even be that vulnerable to people um, in the way that you do with digital sex work and sex work. I think you are, there's a lot of vulnerability and a lot of exposure, even if you're controlling as much as you can control for it, it, it will seep in. 
it is a hard balance and it is a balance that you really really honestly have to deal with or you will have an even worse time than being described so i just don't think i think that's the only way is through if you have to do it and and this is where you've landed on and even if you you think you can do it or you, you, like you really it, want to okay yeah Go I for really it, wanted but, to, and I did it, and I'm I don't yeah. I don't regret doing and, it, but I wouldn't. Sure, I'd go back and probably go differently in the route that I took. You yeah, know? fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, I agree. I think that's 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 fair until something changed, like some of our recommendations on basic income, and and again, balancing your emotions with something a very vulnerable activity. It don't fucking think it's easy it's not you know and I, i'm not saying it's impossible and i'm not poo-pooing it but like most people don't even have the capacity to to deal with their emotions in everyday life mm -hmm. these days let alone to take on something extra you know that that will definitely require more of your capacity sure. and, and it's never going to look perfect no matter what if you do it or if you don't do it and you know if you think you yeah. can, if you think you want to do it and can do it try it sure but do i think that anybody should just quit their job and quote unquote go sell feet pics on the internet no first of all it doesn't it's not that second of all unless again you are a famous particularly content creator meaning you're already getting paid to make content to begin with you could probably open an only fans as like a backup income but again that's not your career so making a career of this starting from scratch meaning like you don't have more than a thousand followers online or you know maybe you have ten thousand that's still starting from scratch because the what i find is that for every ten thousand followers you have that translates into between 10 to 20 percent of people these people subscribing 10 of 10 percent will subscribe and stay subscribed for at least six months the other 10 percent will not come back after the first month they rejected out of curiosity mm. that's my numbers what i see as far as like uh follower to translation to only fans ratio right and i've built a little bit of a of this of a following because of you know I, I was doing it for so long outside of OnlyFans, so it kind of translated over which was nice but only for a little bit of time right once the curiosity right. wears off people are over it unless you're doing very specific things and those very specific things can then become rabbit hole stuff and then all of a sudden you're showing your innards which you never planned to do or something like that so <laughs> you're all of a sudden so you're like sucking six dicks on camera so that you can make 29.99 a video and then all of a sudden you realize like shit they just took a cut of that that was only 26 dollars fuck fuck irs i'm making 20 dollars to take six sure. dicks fuck that wasn't worth it you know so it's one of those things <laughs> fuck yeah so let's end on a, a sexy note sure. so is there anything that you learned how to do or like decided to do creatively and or like suggested to do creatively that you found exciting enough to do in your life outside of your digital sex work over the years I thought you were going to ask if there was something that I was like not sure about and then I did and then I ended up liking, but that's a good question too. Um, well, that's going to be my question for you. So keep that in mind. Okay. okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It took doing this job to really get into the daddy thing. Uh, okay. This job to get into the mommy thing. Um, not that I ever want to be a mommy outside of the bedroom, but I'm okay with being <laughs> also being your sister. Also, girl, girl, sister thing was a super no, no for me for a while. I like how all of mine are just family related. It's gross. Um, 
uh, what else? Yeah, no, there's definitely been at least handfuls of things that I've I've been intrigued by in like the role play scenario, for example, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then kind of translated over into the bedroom. Not a, not actually maybe not that many more. Um, anything else? Mm, no, I, I don't know. Probably mostly just like that taboo shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> family wrap. Right right right. That's Fuck, like all yeah. I get requested to do. I mean, I guess family like in person, in person jerk off instructions is fun. I had never done that before, so like JOI was a thing that I kind of mastered over time, which is basically just cutting a promo on your dick and what you're gonna do with it. Uh-huh. You know. I think we need to post some of like uh, the affiliate links that we have for naughty stuff with this episode. Absolutely. Like, but wait, you have to episode. answer my question though. Oh wait, what was your question? What was is there anything a client has like suggested you like role play or or hey would, mm-hmm. would you be into this that that you then realized you were into while you were like yeah something that I was like hesitant about yeah. until like, like oh yeah. I don't like doing that well maybe I'll try it. oh shit I like it you know. I didn't think I would like to be prompted to like tell a particular kind of fantasy. Like, you know, if I'm doing it, I usually like, you know, like to be like part of the um, creative team coming up with that fantasy. (laughs) But um, I I think, you know, I definitely had a couple of people that like wanted a particular kind of prompt to like, you know, share a particular story their own creation as far as theme but i got to like execute the story if you will oh, okay. um because like you know if i'm gonna get hot and bothered enough for you like i kind of need to have some brains over like where to take my own head in order to like sure. you know give well, you well you've always been a little bit whatever. of a dom no matter what even when you're in, uh, in like the submissive role you're you're always a little dominant yeah. so i want to i want to yeah so i think like what I think that, like, I did figure out how to, like, really enjoy that prompting in a way where it would be like, okay, what next? Nice. You know? So, yeah. That, you that, learned how to be a little of... bit more submissive. That's fun. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting <laughs> to be like, oh, yeah, I guess that thing is a little titillating. Okay, cool. Exactly. Beautiful. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I would ever, my other thing is I don't think I'd ever, th- I ever thought I'd be comfortable going live because i was always so particular about like i have to edit out every little moment where i don't look super hot and now i'm just like whatever whatever you can see my double chin i don't give a fuck i'm orgasming woohoo like because the the more real the better you know anyways i'm done fuck yeah (laughs) awesome you want to wrap up this show for us sure thank you for tuning into the screw podcast with felicia rose and a love We hope we made you come today, or at least learn that sex work is hard work. Everybody have a wonderful day. Tune in. Check out. Subscribe. Check out. Eat my butt. Bye. Bye. Uh